Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer, and we're sitting after a match with a bit of needle. Mumbai Indians have beaten the Royal Challengers Bangalore with a Surya Kumar Yadav special, and I have with me Gaurav Sundaraman. Hey, Gaurav. Hi. Good to be here. And with Gaurav is Shresh Shah. Shresh, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, all good, all good. Shresh, we'll start with you. Surya Kumar Yadav. A day after he wasn't selected in the Indian T20 squad. And I'm saying wasn't selected. It's not like he was there earlier. He was probably he was one of the guys who was under consideration. But he wasn't picked at the end of the day. And he made a statement today against the side captained by the Team India captain as well. Yeah, well, what better way to sort of make your statement, isn't it? By doing it uh, against the team led by your national team captain. Uh, but the most impressive thing, I think, was how well he did uh, in Rohit Sharma's absence. And in a sense, he was the pri- premier Indian batsman in the team. And to imagine that he hasn't yet played for India, both things, it's a dichotomy which you can't uh, run your head around. So, okay, let's let's go to the start then. Do you think personally, Shreshi should have been selected for India? Well, there are plenty of reasons why he was probably not selected. Uh, one of them was something which he spoke about in the post-match presentation where there was a deficiency in him, in his ability to finish games. And that was something which Rohit Sharma has had spoken to him deeply about. And also, he's 30. I think these two combinations may, might have played a factor in him being overlooked. But as you've seen before uh, with the likes of, say, Mayank Agarwal, who literally broke down the door, the wall, whatever you want to call it, by making enough runs and forcing... Uh, the Indian team to select him. Surya Kumar is doing that, but it just might be a little too late for the Australia tour and that's something he will regret. He had a great start to the IPL, mind you, and he just tapered away in the middle middle section of the tournament and that was quite crucial for his selection and that did not happen. Hmm. Now, we have one Mumbai Indians fan here, there's a fact, and that is Gaurav Sundaraman. And I'm saying fan in terms of he respects the franchise so much that he knows that this is probably the best T20 franchise going around. But Gaurav, when you talk about Mumbai Indians and the fact that they they play for matchups and they compete at the highest level, is Surya Kumar Yadav, in your estimation, one of their best performers over the past few years? Yeah, good. You clarified the fan part uh, pretty much in <laughs> detail. But uh, see, uh, it's not just this year. Okay, He's been doing it for three years now and it's not easy. I, I'm a firm believer and I've always mentioned that it's very hard to find players in the IPL who have been consistent over three seasons in a row. Uh, usually they do well in one season, go down in other, then again do well. So uh, take Rishabh Pant, he had two amazing seasons and now I think he's slightly dropped. Hardik Pandya had a, a bad season in the middle. Shreya Sayer had a, poor, a couple of poor seasons. Davan had one odd poor season. So it's not easy. Even Kohli had a horrible 2017. So, But Surya has managed some level of consistency over three years and that is uh, not easy. And you know that he's playing for the franchise that obviously uh, rewards consistent performances and if he had failed they would have surely dubbed him and got got in somebody else so he's actually in the last three years he scored more runs than any other uh, Mumbai Indian play Mumbai Indian player and it's not even by 50 60 runs it's almost over 300 runs over next best Rohit Sharma and uh, yeah, and just the manner in which he plays and um, uh, the kind of shots. He doesn't have a very obvious weakness. 
he's good against spin he's good against uh, pace he has uh, he plays offside he plays leg side so he has the game um, and you need someone and he's flexible he can open the innings if he wants to which he has done for mi and he can bat at 3 4 or even as a finisher but yeah so i think if you ask to answer your question yes he has been mumbai indians best batsman Okay, so that let's talk about that finish that happened today. So just 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 to recap, Bangalore when they batted first, they scored one sixty four for five. Mumbai were chasing. It started off as a steady chase, as all most commentators would describe it, and then there was one point where there was Surya Kumar there, and I think Tiwari had got out, Krunal Pandya had got out. He was there with Hardik in the middle, and he just took the game like a bull by taking a bull by its horns. He knew that he had to make this statement right here, right now, and he did so. And Shreesh, if you saw. his reaction towards the end it was uh, shesh do you watch football it was almost ronaldo like when when he says calm down you know mai hu na i'm here yeah I, i definitely mentioned that on twitter after the game and i have people are telling me that i shouldn't have compared ronaldo to surya kumar yadav but <laughs> but it's it's all about the mentality isn't it it's the mentality to sort of uh, prove a point and sometimes to prove a point you you need to sort of make those gestures at the end of the game uh, to sort of rub it in and to make people understand where he's actually coming from or what might have been the inspiration for a performance like this uh there was got of a moment a moment or two before that i think there was there was a lot of things drawing into this game because we saw yesterday when yesterday before was it when india's side was announced and rohit sharma due to injury wasn't selected and it created a bit of an uproar on on social media Uh, Rohit Sharma is, of course, Mumbai's team, and Mumbai Indians put out a put out a video of him practicing in the nets. Uh, there's when we assume that okay, Rohit Sharma may not be as badly injured as we thought, but then here he was not captaining the side again. Karen Pollard captained the side, so Rohit was still on the sideline. So there was a subplot to this match. There was a bit of needle to this match going into it. Then during the match in itself, uh, there was that bit with towards the end where Hardik and I think Chris Morris was it got up. Yeah. They had a few words to each other, and then it ended with Surya Kumar's. gestures if it yeah his his gestures after victory so it was nice i felt nice after a while to see an ipl match with a bit of spice yeah i think it's very important game for both teams in fact more important for the royal challengers bangalore you could see that in uh, kohli's face the intensity he had not that he doesn't have it in other games but um, i think when abd got out the camera pan to uh, virat kohli and he seemed extremely disappointed because you know this team still continues to depend on uh, these two guys quite a lot uh, even though they have uh, covered a lot of other bases it uh, somehow it just feels that if one of these two players don't go on they don't get those big scores and they depend on their bowlers etc uh, so uh, i think this game is very important you know and you don't rcb were cruising towards a top 2 spot and now suddenly you're seeing um, uh, them uh, having a small uh, hiccup and now you have two games against uh, sunrisers and delhi capitals which are not uh, that easy game so Uh, interesting time, so that's why I guess he wanted this win badly. And you know how important it is to finish in the top two. Well, now Mumbai have almost guaranteed themselves a top two spot by winning this game, and um, RCB could have technically done that today. So now they go back and they are in a situation where maybe they can't uh, get that top two position if they lose to uh, either Sunrisers or Delhi Capitals. So um, I guess all that um, got into Kohli and uh, the entire team. So. Um, 
yeah so it's good for the uh, game i think our host broadcaster star sports called this whole week a rivalry week if i remember right uh, starting from uh, chennai mumbai uh, at until today so uh, i think it's uh, it's a kind of a fitting end to this uh, rivalry week and i think deep down uh, kohli would have wanted to do the double over mumbai they did it in the super over uh, previously and um, although rohit sharma wasn't there i think doing the double over mumbai counts a lot for, for most teams especially someone as competitive as virat kohli and we know the conversations which go around on who's the better white ball captain which is the better white ball team and so on and and so i'm sure kohli would have wanted to win and he remembers he remembers these sort of comments which are made in the public and uh, that's why i think the intensity was high beating mumbai would have actually made bangalore top contenders to be finalists you know and maybe even win it but just this loss towards the end they tapered off at the back end of the batting performance and the batting of mumbai blew them away towards the end that sort of i think will leave a bitter leave a bitter taste in uh, kohli's mouth so shreyas how do you meet mumbai then you can you only beat them via a super over play them in the opener or you need someone like a ben stokes right i think intensity through the 20 overs of batting is important uh, you've seen the teams who have managed to dominate uh, jaspreet bumrah are successful of course it's not easy you need to have the ace batsman who can do that but those four overs of bumrah's as well as um, managing to eat through the mumbai batting order which exposes the middle order early that's the key today bangalore did that really well i mean getting two wickets one after the other then krunal pandya came he had to go tiwari came he had to go but then you know uh, getting the anchor was important and if surya kumar had fallen for say 40 instead of 79 40 would have also been a sparkling performance by the way or even 50 the game might have been much closer but just when somebody gets a score of 70 plus uh, that that becomes the real anchoring performance and then it's really hard for any team to beat a team with that sort of performance okay so then we look at the overall overall view of the ipl the table as it stands each side gorav has played 12 games mumbai indians on top are on top and like you said they are effectively through if technically we can't put the q next to their name on the table but they are effectively through to the playoffs now you have Ch- royal challengers bangalore on 14 you have delhi capitals on 14 kings 11 punjab woohoo with five victories in a row are on 12 level on points with the kolkata night riders who have slipped got of the last time we spoke kkr had i think a four point gap it was at that point of time but i think you had mentioned and even deban who was there on this podcast that time it's delhi going through three defeats in a row mumbai lost over the weekend before winning today royal challengers bangalore have now lost two in a row what what what's happened to the top contenders from the weekend till now good question i think it's uh, the I, i think with respect to delhi i think they've been naughty with their tactics they, they adopted uh, uh, enric nokke for one game or rested uh, maybe enric nokke for one game and you know i think they all had a feeling that okay we've got to 14 we just need one in the next four five games and we are through and that kind of uh, mindset could have crept in whereas the lower ranked teams wanted it more and they had to win and it was they had nothing to lose like sunrisers had absolutely nothing to lose against uh, delhi capitals and you saw what happened um, so i think that's that's exactly what's affected delhi uh, and bangalore i don't think it's affected mumbai so much they've just had one loss um uh, against rajasthan which again scoring 196 and losing uh, is not uh, a bad loss in any way so uh, 
RCB and Delhi, I think both teams have a lot to play for, and they both are meeting again. Uh, I think towards that's the last match of their uh, uh, campaign, so it's going to be pretty exciting. And just like every uh, uh, year, uh, Karthik, last four years, I think we spoke about it in the preview podcast as well. It's going down till the last day or last but one day for uh, you to decide uh, for for the IPL to know who, who are the top four teams. So that's why this league is amazing. Just just when people thought that it's going to be a very one-sided league with the top four teams decided, uh, technically you don't have anyone who's uh, qualified, right? At, at this stage, it's never ever happened. And even, yeah, Mumbai have qualified, but still uh, a team at seventh place can still make it. So uh, if you put it in perspective from, uh, say, CSK's perspective, if they'd either beaten KKR, which a match they should have won, or uh, Delhi Capitals, they would have still been in the race. So it's that close. Uh, and very rarely uh, the gap between uh, your uh, f- uh, first spot and the um, fifth or sixth or seventh spot is not just a couple of wins. It's usually much more. So, yeah, exciting times ahead. Exciting times ahead. Shreshth, it's no secret that you have an affiliation to the Kolkata Knight Riders. So tell us what, what happened. They, they, they had fourth place in the bag almost. But then was it a sense of complacency? And also, do you see them reaching there now? They have two games coming up against two teams in the bottom half, CSK and Rajasthan Royals. So the opportunity is there. But do you see them taking four points from both those games or at least two? See, the issue is that they're playing teams which are bottom below them on the points table. And what that means is whatever they do, the fate is not in their hand. They need one of the, the teams above them, which includes fourth place Kings Eleven, to mess up somewhere along the line for them to have a chance. And that is a position which they did not want to be in. But with the loss against Kings Eleven a couple of days ago, this is where they are. The thing is, tied fifth, that means effectively fourth with almost zero contribution from Andre Russell is something to be proud of. This team has sort of definitely punched above their weight considering the issues which they had which had uh, with Narayan and Russell's non-performance, Russell's injury. So they've done well. But you know the thing which uh, on social media t- uh, people make fun of CSK for playing for the net run rate too early? KKR should have done that. What happens with them is that they've had, their losses have been such blowouts that they are nearly the last possible team which could qualify in case there are ties. If there's a tie between five teams on 16 points, KKR will not make it. If if there's a tie between teams on 14 points, KKR are unlikely to make it. And that's just because of these blowouts. And that is a lesson which this team needs to learn, uh, which they haven't learned even from so, last so year. So then tell me, tell me, you're saying you're saying they've done they've not done as bad as it seems. So as a fan, now put your fan hat on, yeah. As a fan, if KKR end up finishing out of the playoffs, wherever it is, fifth or sixth or seventh, would you be a happy fan? I think KKR fans should be happy uh, uh, because it's such a close tournament. So at the end of it, a difference between fourth and eighth will not be much. And I don't see them finishing eighth. It'll either be fourth, fifth, sixth or seventh. And, you know, fourth and seventh, the points difference won't be much. So, yeah, considering what all has happened, uh, a, a captaincy change midway, the non-performance of the two West Indians, one guy being warned for his bowling action, it's its definitely an above-average performance. But that said, the loss against, two losses against RCB, one in which in chasing 194, they, they made 112 and then they were all out for 84. And then a game against Mumbai, 
which Mumbai chased down 150-odd in 16.5 overs. It's this these three games which will eventually they will look back on and realize that it's going to be these three games due to which, if they don't qualify, that will be the reason. There have been some really iffy tactics used by them. Say in that 84 game with the all-out, uh, so not all-out, the restricted for 84 for 8, which RCB chased right. down in 13.3 overs. They kept, they saved uh, Lockie Ferguson for after the power play. And Ferguson was the guy who won them the game against SRH by, you know, in his first game. And it, it was perplexing for them to keep him for so late that when he came on to bowl, he, he had an amazing four-over spell. But by then, RCB were cruising to victory. But if that third... Yeah, but, yeah, but Shrest, if you have only scored 80-odd on the board, it it really... Does it, does it really matter where Lockie bowls? It matters. It matters because you need to stretch the game as long as you can. Winning that game in 13.3 overs literally made cake. In short, KKR mm. will not qualify for the top four in case they are tied on points. If that game would have finished on 16 overs, 17 overs, they would have been so much more closer to Punjab. It's same with the game in their first game against uh, against Bangalore where they finished on 112 for 9. There, there, there were opportunities to sort of stretch that game, get a bit more runs, say lose by 40 runs but lose only 7 wickets instead of 9. When you lose 9 wickets and you lose by 82 runs, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's troublesome. Okay, and uh, Gaurav, about, we'll, we'll stick with KKR because some of the points that Shresh brought up were interesting. Now, I want to talk about their captaincy because if you just look at purely in terms of results, changing from Dinesh Karthik to Owen Morgan hasn't really made much of a difference. In fact, it could be considered detrimental as, as well. Now, I'm not defending Dinesh Karthik because with the bat, he's been absolutely woeful. So, What's changed with Morgan at the helm and where have KKR gone wrong? And I know, Gaurav, I know you're a big fan of Lockie Ferguson. You think that they should have played him even before Pat Cummins from the start of the season. So would that have made the difference if they had done so from the very beginning? That's a hard decision to make in the first place, having spent so much money on Pat Cummins. So uh, that's not the reason why uh, they actually did badly. And I think um, one thing I uh, KKR actually got right was they are playing 11. I think in the second game or the third game, they cracked their playing 11, according to me. They had a good balance. They had 7-8 bowling options. They had uh, batsmen um, all who can bat up to 7. And it kind of... Uh, they, they, were, had, they had their... Uh, winning performances during that uh, particular time frame. But the problem, as uh, Shresh pointed out, is that Russell's not been uh, doing his job. And there's just been too much chopping and changing. See, uh, there's a difference in chopping and changing in terms of roles. And there's a difference in top chopping and changing in terms of uh, personal and uh, positions you bat in. So if you look at Kings 11 Punjab, they've had a lot of changes. They've used a lot of players, but they've used players in specific roles. Uh, Ashdeep Singh, death bowler. Chris Jordan, death bowler. Uh, Mohamed Shami, technically power play his best is the power play bowler used to spinners in the middle overs they bring in Bishnoi only after the 10th over they start with Murgan Ashwin so this is a pattern this is a set pattern and they they have they have roles whereas with KKR they've been uh, very very baffling with respect to batting cushions uh, Dinesh Karthik yes he's not in the best of Nick but he is a finisher and that's what he's done best for KKR as uh as a franchise, so they should have uh, asked they asked him to bat there, and then you have your opening problem you had with Sunil Narayan. Then you had Rahul Tripathi, whose best uh, record strike rate, everything is in the power play. He had a good start with uh, CSK, and then they again pushed him back. So this is too much of chopping and changing. And I think the faith they have in Shubman Gill is uh, yes, it's good. A long-term strategy, they've uh, earmarked him as a captain, etc. But look, it's a tournament, and you have to win it. 
and you have to at least get to the playoffs as a start and that is something i think uh, they've been planning for a slightly long term success for a long time like we all heard about nagar koti and mavi the other day they played nagar koti and he didn't even bowl uh, he was played as a batsman so a lot of tactic i think they've overthought a lot of things that's that's my reading this season they had the personnel they had their 11 sorted they should have just continued that yes narain uh, problem happened they could have bought in chris green and given him a few games to see how he goes because he kind of uh, performs the same role but they've done too much of chopping and changing and uh, yes and uh, in fact a couple of wins uh, uh, whether i don't know shreesh will agree with this but two wins were literally gifted by the opposition in terms of punjab and uh, csk both those games they should have ideally lost and uh, then maybe they would have made the changes but whatever that happens in t20 they have a, still they have a very good chance uh, to uh, to at least reach 16 points like shreesh said it they have to hope punjab lose another game and that's not going to be easy and um, yeah so in a way if kkr don't qualify it might be a time where they realize that they have to do some changes and come back but they have a good uh, team they just have been overthinking and making too many changes so we will we'll leave kkr there gorav but we'll stick with you because it's been it's been about 10 days when we've been doing these podcasts and we haven't got a chance some reason or the other to talk about kings 11 punjab and their at their absolutely astonishing rise up the table i think the last time we spoke about them was in chris gale's first match of this season he's played he and the side have played four more since they've won each of those four so that's five in a row in total with chris gale in the side shall i just make it as simplistic and say chris gale has made the difference to kings 11 punjab and he is the reason why they are fourth yes you can you can say that but i don't, I, i don't think it only chris gale uh, i think they have even before the at the halfway stage they should have won what three matches which i think we discussed that uh, which they which they uh, ended up losing so they should have ideally been topping the table right now comfortably so it's not like they've been playing bad cricket um, i think what's happened is maxwell has failed so badly that they had to get in chris gale they were forced to get chris gale uh, and that kind of maybe just opened up and the fact that they won that super over against uh, mumbai i think that was the game changer if they had lost that i think the confidence would have gone down they would have started experimenting and things would have all gone downhill but the moment they won that they thought okay this could be our year the, the stars are aligning and that's exactly what's happened since then so they won five in a row and they've done a lot of things right they've not uh, they've kept it very simple uh, they know what their strength is they know they have to chase they aren't too worried about their uh, the pitches etc they're continuing to chase because they know that that's their strength Uh, Rahul's ended up batting more freely because Gail has come, and uh, uh, Puran, yeah, you know, and Nicholas Puran is there. Uh, uh, you know that the middle overs are taken care of, so a lot of things have been going their way. They've planned well, they've executed extremely well, and um, uh, Ashdeep Singh, we have to talk about him. I think he's been amazing. They had Ishan Porel, who's actually been selected as a net bowler uh, to the Indian team, but they have chosen to play Ashdeep over Ishan Porel, which. which which is pretty cool which is a pretty good and bold decision you know you know you 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 have a tendency to give chances to uh, guys who might uh, have a greater potential or a greater reputation but ashdeep played a couple of games last season and he's a left arm bowler so i think they wanted to replace sheldon cottrell they wanted to have a left arm bowler and he's been a revelation he's bowled us in the death couple of really good spells if i remember right he did get under russell out that's a big wicket so uh, 
lot of small small fringe players have done well murgan ashwin very underrated but he's done extremely well ravi bishnoi has been amazing so they've always been a good team from day one they've just not managed to close the uh, matches and now they have given themselves a good chance to make the final four uh, so the thing is i had so if you actually realize they have to win effectively another 3 plus 2 maybe 10 games in a row to win the title <laughs> so that's not a very easy thing to do but you never know so and thanks to mumbai indians punjab have a small outside chance of actually finishing in the top 2 so if punjab can by luck finish in the top 2 i think they're going to win the title but if punjab don't finish in the top 2 then it becomes hard you know to win 10 in a row requires a lot of things going your way i know a team which has done that before yeah and <laughs> they won 14 in a row actually exactly <laughs> <laughs> brings back memories for shreyas okay so but before i leave you too when when we were discussing the season for the most part ever since the mid stages we had three teams performing better than everyone else the mumbai indians the royal challengers bangalore and the delhi capitals now the mumbai indians are effectively through so i'm going to ask shreyas starting with you a very specific question if one of rcb or dc had to miss out on the playoffs who would it be it's not about had to i think it's a very realistic chance that they could miss out and that is dc and that's because they have two games left against mumbai and rcb the rcb the rcb dc game is going to be one of the last games of the of the league stage the 55th game okay so out of 56 so that's game going to be the must win for it might even be a must win for rcb by the way so that puts extra pressure on Uh, Virat Kohli's team, and we know how Kohli struggles in really, really big match situations. But that said, I think DC might just crumble, and that will be because of a young captain, Shreya Sayer. Uh, pressure's been on them for the last few games, and uh, it's it's highly possible. It's 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 a it's a real it's a realistic possibility. Okay, so do you agree with uh, Shreya Kaurav, or is it heartbreak city for RCB <laughs> once again? I I hope it doesn't go to that. But with RCB, man, you never know. That's been the story of their ipl history right they give you hope they give you a lot of hope but they don't deliver and sometimes they don't give you hope at all and they come back come to the finals and then they give you hope and uh, it doesn't happen so rcb is a very tricky team i really thought a lot of things uh, went in their favor they've been playing some good cricket but when it comes to current situations they're failing but i think here if you ask me among the two teams who might go out I would also agree with Shreyast and go with Delhi. I just feel RCB still has that better balance. But now, if I'm not answering your question, I think both these two teams will somehow qualify. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's more it's more likely that both will make through. But like Shreyast said, Delhi Capitals are playing the Mumbai Indians, and they have that contest versus RCB coming up as well. Now we started this podcast with the Mumbai Indians and Surya Kumar Yadav because it's his day, and I think we should finish it with a word on Surya Kumar once again. Shreyast is has he? I think he's been Mumbai's best batsman. But going now into the end game, into the final few matches of the group stages, and then the playoffs, is he Mumbai's most important batsman as well? More than If Rohit Sharma returns, Rohit Sharma more than Hardik Pandya down the order, more than even Pitten Dikok at the top. Yeah, it, you can say that. It's not going to be a very unfair statement to say. Uh, and the reason for that is is the gears he can play in, is the ability to play pace and spin both successfully. And you know he spoke in the game uh, after the game that he has really worked on his offside play. Earlier he used to be 
considered a bit of a one-trick pony who's going to slog to the leg side, play the paddles, play the scoops, and so on. But now he's really become good at those punches of the back foot, the cuts, the drives over cover. We saw today the one over Chahel. Players fail at that shot so many times against Chahel. They, the, the, the shot goes directly to long off. But this one went over extra cover exquisitely. So yeah, he is definitely going to be one of the guys. Especially because with Kishan, with Hardik, with Quinton, you cannot always rely on the consistency. But with Surya Kumar, the last two seasons, and even part, part partially this season, he has given that consistency. Remember, Rohit Sharma not being there does not seem to worry Mumbai Indians at all. And that is what makes them a champion side. Imagine if Virat Kohli was not part of the Bangalore side. You think they would have qualified? I think they would have lost the next two games. Just, just with the fear that Kohli is not there. But this Mumbai team has absolutely no fear. Okay, and I asked, I asked Shresh uh, at the start of the podcast whether Surya Kumar should have been part of the Indian team to tour Australia. Gaurav, I'm going to leave the final word with you, but I want you to answer that question as well. Before you leave, before we, uh, I give you the final word, I'm going to ask you a question. So, mm-hmm. we've spoken so much about Surya Kumar Yadav, but we forgot to speak about one man who's done some amazing uh, work this IPL, which is DDP. I thought we should mm-hmm. spend a minute where you can sure. talk about DDP and the fact that I think there was a stat which I put uh, and I asked you to make a graphic. I don't know if you did, but the thing is, he's only the third uncapped player to score 400 runs in his first IPL season, which is uh, which is pretty amazing because that shows how hard it is to come and not play for India and just come in without any reputation. Sean Marsh and who, who's the other? Shreya Shreya. And Shreya. So that's uh, yeah. that's pretty good. Sean Marsh is an overseas player and uh, Shreya Sayed and DP. I think he's been amazingly well. Um, do you think he has a chance to make it into this Indian team pretty quickly? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I, I mean, Dhawan's time has to be up right sooner rather than later. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a slot will open up. And there's something about about Padikal. Yeah. The last time. I think I was talking to you and Devan or was it someone else? But, yeah, you uh, asked us the style and the elegance. Right. And I personally wasn't very convinced because I thought like he, he needed that support of having maybe someone like an Aaron Finch there, even though Finch wasn't, is not been at his best. But after seeing today and after seeing both Felipe and Parikal play together, I mean, that that's what you want to see, right? I think... I think Akash Chopra, uh, considering we have changed track, let's change track completely. I think Akash Chopra mentioned it pretty well when he put out a tweet. Because if you look at yesterday, SRH changed their opening combination, maybe made it a little more attacking with Saha and Warner. It worked. Today, the opening combination for RCB again was changed and again, it worked. Right, Gaurav? So that means tomorrow, we anyway, KKR anyway changes their opening combination. So we might see someone new. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, coming back to the question, um, I think I just like the way he plays and the, the kind of shots he has. Uh, it's not; It doesn't feel like he has a power game. I think his timing and uh, the way his placement, everything was good. And I think uh, we had criticized him quite a bit. The fact that after the power play, he was very slow and the stats also backed that up. And today he proved that he does have uh, another gear. So a long way to go. But just the fact that I thought we, he's worth um, worth mentioning in this spot, considering he scored uh, 400 runs in his debut season. And uh, uh, that to, to keep your place in RCB 11 is not easy. You know that. They keep swapping and changing. So yeah, I think he has a bright future ahead. For what it's worth, it's, he scored more runs than Surya Kumar this season. Yeah. And we're discussing Surya's position in the team. Hmm, lot of Padikal fans here. I see. I want a Surya answer, Gaurav. Should he have been part of India's team? Absolutely. 
no doubt about it he has to be then um, i i just uh, tweeted that sometime back see the the fact that the test match warm up games and the t20is are going to be held in parallel between december 6th and 8th is the warm up and the t20is that's the same time so if your test regulars are going to be playing that and they have to play that considering the first test is a pink ball test and they need to transition uh, to that format you need to have and try out new guys and this was the perfect time to try out guys like surya guy try, maybe give one more opportunity to kunal pandya uh, check maybe ashwin in t20i give these guys a chance and see how uh, uh, how they perform when you as you build towards that t20 world cup Uh, and that's why i really feel surya would have perfectly uh, uh, fit there he would have got that opportunity he had three matches to prove and uh, if he does well well and good so that is where i think the selectors uh, i strongly feel missed a trick because if the t20 and test match warm ups are going to be held in parallel it really doesn't make sense for the test match guys to play so even more a bigger case for guys like surya and and anybody else you want to try to actually play Okay then. So for the immediate, Surya Kumar Yadav has all but led the Mumbai Indians to the playoffs. Now I think all we need to do is wait and see how he and the defending champions do in the knockout stages. Twelve games are up for each side. Two games to go for every side as well. It's going. It's we're we're reaching the end game now. We on Stump Mike, the IPL post-match specials will be back almost after every game or every second game at least. Gaurav and Shreesh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We'll hear from you again very very soon. Thank you.